Chapter Four of From Sunrise Land Letters from Japan by Amy Carmichael. This LibriVox is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Four With the Power of God Behind It. Only a buried grain, only the falling rain, only the sun's bright glory bursting through heaven's top story, only a grain, only a grain buried and dying and living again sunday night june eighteenth we had a stormy time at our meeting buddhist agitators have been exciting the people and anti-foreign anti-christian sentiments prevail tonight they gathered in crowds tore down the doors pelted us with stones and carried off our shoes the christians were anxious lest we should be hurt and two of them saw us home but as the stones came from all quarters at once and the streets were quite dark they could not do much he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust we were safe praise him for opposition it shows us the devil sees something worth fighting anything is better than stagnation make thou a large calm in the midst of strife o lord and keep us still up the lake for a day's seed sowing you shall hear all about it yesterday jane and i set forth in the cool of the morning and divested of shoes as usual sat on the clean matting they spread in the little boat's bows after a long wait we started a breeze ruffled the blue water breaking the reflection of hill and cloud into a sort of rippling loveliness we had half a dozen eager questioners at once and jane talked a little to our fellow-passengers while i listened and wished i could after a couple of hours we reached our destination and were landed by means of a sampan amid the usual crowd which springs from shore or sea wherever a foreigner goes our first thought was to get five quiet minutes if possible before beginning to do anything so we walked down the large straight village street went up the hill behind and found we were as usual when we try to lose ourselves anywhere in the precincts of a beautiful shinto temple always one is being reminded one is in a shadowed land never can one escape that ever-present darkness which may be felt it was a peaceful spot not a sound but the song of a lark far overhead the rich green of camellia trees arching a glimpse of the lake and its hills underfoot ferns and mosses and flowers we had a big basket of leaflets with us and we asked that it might indeed be his seed-basket and we his sowers that day only a grain of wheat so small that folks don't mind it only a grain of wheat with the power of god behind it i was just thinking of that when a little woman with the inevitable baby on her back came up the path below us so we sowed our first seed there's harvest in a grain of wheat if given to god in simple trust for though the grain doth turn to dust it cannot die it lives it must for the power of god is behind it it was lovely work as we passed down the village hundreds of hands were held out for books we only gave to one in each group or to one of every two or three houses the people did not know what they were for wanted to know how much there was to pay asked us what they were about and so on always they began to read them at once soon you saw at every corner clustering round one who had just got a book quite a number of eager faces while he read aloud slowly and wonderingly the strange new story they had never heard before some did not even know the name christianity much less its meaning we had thought of going back by boat 
but in passing had noticed many stray hamlets among the trees by the lakeside to reach which we must walk it was only ten miles we were told to matsuye the sun was not very strong so we walked how they gazed at us in those strange little out-of-the-world places coming up from the paddy fields where they were planting out the rice to gaze upon us and gratefully take our books one who could not understand that they were given kept saying how much he thanked us but he was poor and could not buy at last the facts of the case dawned upon him and then his bows suggested suffusion of blood to the brain he was a funny old character too and toiled away in the slimy swamp with his clothes bundled into a bunch and a smile of content on his face my sketches don't profess to catch the expression it would be a pity you know to leave nothing to the imagination at one little mud and paper hut they asked us if we were men or women and much marvelled because we could read their hieroglyphics well enough to be able to read from a hymn-book and sing to them oh to be able to speak freely they are everywhere so ready to listen but we could only sow the little leaflet seeds and pray for the rain and sunshine so sowing and praying we went our way and a long way it was the fabulous ten miles spinning out like a scotch wee biddy till with mosquito-bitten feet which refused to do their duty at last we sat down on a little stone bridge and thought of jesus being wearied with his journey and rejoiced that we might be a little weary too there were some inviting-looking sampans lying near but everybody was either in the rice or silk line so we sang praise the saviour ye who know him revived and went on at the next village they told us matsuye was still five miles off at the next six but to our joy we got kurumas there and were trotted along in bliss it was an exquisite evening the road following the windings of the lake curved in and out among rocks and woods how solemn the great pine trees seemed in the waning light now and then we passed a belated pedestrian with his straw cloak folded across his back and his big hat the identical basket sold at sixpence for those three-legged work things at home here costing three farthings tilted halfway off his head and then the glow of the sunset faded and we reached the outskirts of the straggling little town as the quiet lake was wrapping itself in mist wreaths and shining its last good night here the hush of nature's lullaby was exchanged for its strangest opposite and the sunshine was lost in clouds once more for we were plunged straight into a throng of people carrying lanterns passing swiftly on and on no rest here only eager hurry and subdued excitement the lantern throng parted to let us pass and soon we got to the heart of it all here where the sadness was focused there was a sort of frightened stillness quite indescribable but very feelable and we knew we were looking at that weirdest of all weird things a heathen funeral from a house beside us the mourners came carrying the white covered box within which was the round cask which held all that was left of one who had died in the dark forms in shrouds led the way bearing tall bamboos and flowers the glimmering lanterns closed round the scent of incense rose silently they all moved on and were gone no wailing no weeping for that would make the departed spirit sorrowful and hinder it in its journey through the great unknown can you see it i wonder i wish you could feel it too one evening we passed a wedding procession the bride was dressed in white to show she had died to her old home and would never leave her husband's until she was carried out dead 
after she left her father's house fire was burned and incense offered as if a dead body had just been taken away white you know is the mourning colour here we do most things upside down in topsy-turvydom will you pray for those villages where we sowed the little life seeds the ground is hard and dry as yet thou makest it soft with showers let us trust him to bless the springing thereof so that one day even these valleys shall be covered over with corn that of them the angels may say they shout for joy they also sing june twenty eighth item number one is of a startling character i am reported dead buried to be exhumed and reburied in england yesterday this intelligence reached me other people as usual knowing more about one than one knows about oneself it happened in this wise one of our workers chancing to visit the village where we were a fortnight ago was commissioned with a note to the hotel folk from me and found it occasion surprise for i was dead had deigned to cease to become and they told him all about it after some difficulty the testimony of an eye-witness as to my then existence was received they had grieved to hear of so early a departure now they rejoiced and inscribed a yard of congratulation which was duly handed to me a note of condolence would have been more apropos i should have thought this small tale is worth telling because it shows how rumours go and stories grow and how careful we have to be to set no stones rolling which might do any possible harm the origin of this one was simple enough but it would take longer to tell than it is worth being somewhat freshly interested in the sepulchral subject i unearthed quite a curious mummy in the shape of old custom only in the writing the thing loses you should hear it as i did extorted bit by bit in quaint broken english while the breeze rustled softly in the bamboo and camellia petals fell like rosy snowflakes round when a man dies the priest gives him a new name by which he will be known in the spirit world and by which he will be addressed in prayer by his relations this name is poetical and highly honourable it is carved on the tombstone and painted on the ancestral tablet which tablet sacred to his memory is placed in the household shrine or on the idol shelf before it flowers fruit incense and rice are presented and when they think the departed has had time to absorb the essence thereof they demolish the substance themselves the absurdity of such action does not strike them in the least in the coffin various things are put sometimes a gilt bowl to denote space money to pay the old woman who ferries him across the river sanzu the buddhist sticks which separates hell from paradise beads which roman catholic like he had told in prayer through life and a staff to help him in his long long journey what befalls him thereafter i do not know it seems a misty subject altogether fraught with contradictions and sadnesses indescribable for the buddhist hell is an awful place and thither according to their theology at least the majority must certainly go but the japanese mind does not dwell upon this for them the horrible has little attraction they prefer to forget it after the funeral things go on much as usual till the great yearly feast to the souls of the ancestors for a week the spirits are hospitably entertained visits are paid to the graves and they are freshly tidied up it is a time of paying and receiving grave calls i go to your friend's grave pray to the spirits therein and leave my name on a bamboo incense stick stuck into the ground you return the call doing likewise 
when the week is past the departed are requested to withdraw little straw or wooden boats are made and launched in the nearest water the assembled relatives gathering on the shore and seeing them off this is always done in the evening and the priest burns the purifying torch in the dim light as the spirit fleet floats away to the land of shadows there is something pathetic about it all contrast it with our sure and certain hope it is sunday midnight the house is quiet but through the open window of my room comes a sound i am learning to know too well for across the street is a temple someone is praying there now and sonorous waves of sweet gong music fall softly round me and breathe sad thoughts you are in full swing of sunday afternoon work all over the land the children are gathered their hymns are rising now it comforts one to think that somewhere someone is praising him and now the gong has ceased and the pitiful prayer begins every word is audible and one listens almost breathlessly in the silence which follows for something one hardly knows what but the old words come back with tenfold deepened meaning there was neither voice nor any to answer nor any that regarded only a dark-hearted bit of humanity praying into the dark but what must that only mean to the christ who died for him and what should it mean to us oh if only once for an hour all we could bear to know of what calvary meant to father son and holy ghost could be flashed upon our hearts burned deep into them our thoughts upon this only of heathendom would become transfused with the fire of a love divine our lives henceforth would be transfigured and the heathen would know it as one lies thinking of the great world lying in wickedness turning away from the love light wrapping itself in the shadow of death a cloud seems to close upon one's spirit pressing closely heavily then comes a thought beam piercing the earth mists and looking up one sees the first faint glimmer of sunrise breaking over the sky and thinks of another awakening near perhaps and welcome in the chill before the dawning between the night and morning i may come behold i come quickly even so come lord jesus i have been reading regions beyond one thought in this may number i should like to ring back to you all ora pro nobis is the longing cry of the brothers and sisters from across the sea it is indeed your prayers are almost everything to us often the mails are delayed and we may be weeks letterless as in many another land they are months but prayers come via heaven and god forwards the answers straight on to us we know when they reach us too and look up and ask him to thank you i wish i could make the reality of this vivid to you a little sketch in outline may give you a glimpse into things as they really are at times in a faraway land a sister of yours wakens one morning feeling dull perhaps she has been to a late meeting the night before and is tired and the devil has a rather mean way of teasing tired people perhaps she has got discouraged because of the way perhaps she is very homesick suddenly is flashed to her a sweet love-note from the lord who knoweth our frame a scrap of psalm or hymn a promise long known now going to be fulfilled his felt presence a nearness never known in less lonely days soothes and thrills her and the consciousness comes someone is praying for me she finds herself breaking into praise him praise him jesus our blessed redeemer glory glory hallelujah glory glory to the lamb the cup runs over again himself its overflowing portion 
all the day long that dear home prayer is with her and she knows it or perhaps she is trying to give the message in very visible weakness in much fear and trembling knowing it may be that someone is listening for the first and last time hardly knowing what to say hardly daring to say anything for fear of saying wrong then comes strength in the power of the holy ghost the word is spoken fearlessly and as distinctly as if a voice had told her so she knows it is the answer to a home prayer rising then once more and if you doubt the truth of this last picture ask someone who has been out if it is not so temptation and testings come insidious little things scarcely recognizable at first subtle wiles indeed the climate is trying home friends and ways are missed trifles have a power to fret and chafe perhaps study or service try to press in and hinder quiet with him who says be still and know it is terribly possible to get out of touch she feels it and shrinks in shame and pain from the very thought oh what if it should be so then she learns the value of home prayers as never before knows with a quite curious certainty that even now in the moment of need one of the lord's remembrancers is reminding him of her knows too that he himself has prayed for her that her faith fail not and such reassurance comes such rest dear friends will you not send us ever so many prayer telegrams pray for us whenever you think of us turning thought into prayer and know that not one ever miscarries nor will the answer come too late summer is upon us now and robed in the coolest obtainable raiment we still feel hot the natives retire into nothing or the nearest possible approach thereto and the children are clothed in little save comicality this be it known is chiefly when the policemen are out of the way when that uncomfortably got-up gentleman in tights whites and gloves all complete appears upon the scene there is an immediate scuttle of the undressed their politeness is something wonderful the other day a coolie watering the road as we passed apologized volubly for the scantiness of his toilette and struggled to get into something for our sole benefit everywhere the people are so accessible sometimes we go up the lake to the unreached villages among the hills will you spend one evening with us we have put up at the quaint little hotel with its deep overhanging eaves and have suppered picnic fashion squatting upon the mats and to the delectation of all beholders wielding our chopsticks valiantly we have brought tinned meat bread and condensed milk by way of supplement to the questionable delicacies provided such as ancient eggs chopped up in sugary juice chicken usually a fowl of much experience treated likewise leathery scraps nature unknown floating about in some terribly fishy liquid sliced bamboo lily roots odoriferous radish fish boiled or otherwise seaweed sea ears sea slugs plus pickle plus rice but supper is over and we having warily partaken of the good things of this life go out together into the unlighted streets a small boy trots beside us swinging a pink paper lantern soon we separate each taking one side sowing the leaflet seeds gospels simple doctrine books texts and hymns here and there where he seems to lead everywhere they are received with bows and smiles almost always they are at once read aloud to a listening circle but how much can they possibly understand god knows and he the all-knowing one will be their judge with him we leave the seed 
his seed, feeling that he giveth the increase. At one of the houses, they say, there has been preaching once here. Will there be some tonight? Sorrowfully we must answer. We have no interpreter and cannot speak much. Soon all the books we can spare have been given, and followed by the quickly gathering crowd of the East, begging for more, we return to the little hotel. But they will not leave us yet. So sitting on the matting by the open window walls, while they cluster close about us, we sing to them over and over again the Japanese translation of the children's hymn, Jesus loves me, this I know, till they catch the tune and shyly try to sing it too. Then the God is love, embroidered on my dress, forms the text for a few broken words. We sing again and say good night, but they linger still, waiting with the strange unwestern patience which never seems to tire can it be that these nations have waited so long though so blindly for the word from the eternal which makes all time grow precious that they have lost count of the hours and think of them as minutes at last we leave them for we are very sleepy unlike the brook of nursery lore we cannot go on forever upstairs our thick blue quilts are soon spread upon the floor the large green mosquito net is hung tent fashion over us and we try to sleep vain try on the other side of the sliding paper wall a sake party is in progress till long after midnight it continues then peace external is restored but here i draw the curtain only adding by way of explanation that the fact that we were foreigners and the first foreigners who had ever slept there was speedily discovered by visitors other than human early next morning we parted regretfully from our kind hostess and setting off once more in kurumas scattered the seed that morning i shall never forget the sadness of leaving those people so the many hamlets dotting the lovely landscape all around where as yet no one had ever been with the message given so long ago the solemn groves of cryptomeria and pine enshrining many a shrine the buddhas by the wayside the heathendom visible audible feelable everywhere the utter hopelessness of everything oh the tears would come as i thought of it all what was the use of giving away a few little books here and there what were they among so many the poor people couldn't understand we couldn't explain matsya was a long way off for one who even wanted to know more to come to was there any use in trying to do anything at all then with a freshness indescribable with a power irresistible came the word of the lord he that goeth forth and weepeth bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing bringing his sheaves with him in the face of the improbable impossible his doubtless stood out shone forth it must be true it shall be true yea it is true from those very villages now steeped in idolatry there shall be sheaves to lay at his feet in the glorious harvest home oh that some abler sowers would come to the unsowed fields here there is room for all sorts and conditions why don't some of the leaders come surely england could spare some she has so many why does she not give more of her very best there is work through interpreters to be done cultured minds are wanted for the japanese can think simple workers are wanted too by the thousand all over the great world field the cry is rising and growing in intensity day by day it comes with a chorus of pitiful wailing it comes with a plea which is strong and prevailing for christ's sake to me for christ's sake to thee oh what oh what shall the answer be 
and yet one dare not write a come without his added tarry ye in the city of jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high ye shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in jerusalem and in all judea and in samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth there is much one would like to tell the dear helpers together who hold the ropes for us how where the valleys run among the mountains and villages nestling under green woods we have had the joy of sounding forth the life word and how the people listen men women and children too gathering in little meetings from forty or fifty to two or three hundred do not mistake listening for believing but pray that the one may soon follow the other one triumph of the gospel and i close how did you become a christian i asked one stephen like full of faith and of the holy ghost and he told me how when he first heard of it he was bitterly opposed to it and mockingly laughed at it he was a schoolboy then and two or three of his classmates were christians they prayed for him and asked him to pray for himself and he prayed oh god keep me from being hungry without food and make me pass my exams without study so turning from them scornfully he went his way but they went on praying believingly and they lived christ this won him he could resist words but not lives he yielded came to the saviour was led on lovingly by his missionary teacher and now having laid aside all that makes life precious to a young japanese of position he has joined the followers of the crucified saviour yea rather has enlisted in the army of the king of kings one of christ's schoolboys may read this story you cannot come to the forefront yet he means you to carry the banner at home and after all though we speak of the field as if it meant foreign lands only he says the field is the world england as much as japan now will you ask your captain to help you to be so true to him that the boy in your form who cares nothing for him may be one for him through you ask him to tell you which special one to choose and pray for him and live for him till you have the wonderful gladness of leading him straight to jesus don't give him up till he is safe inside the kingdom and now once more as a farewell word ora pro nobis ask for us this that he may grant us according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man that christ may dwell in our hearts by faith that we being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of christ which passeth knowledge that we may be filled with all the fullness of god lord we ask it hardly knowing what this wondrous gift may be yet fulfilled to overflowing thy great meaning let us see end of chapter four recording by expatriate in bangor maine